During the first days of summer vacation in 1949, Vincent and I were in the park racing our bicycles playing Tour de France. Bicycling is a big sport in Belgium and the Tour de France was being followed closely by the whole country. I was trying to pass him on the inside of a gravel pathway and my tires slipped on a tree root, throwing me against a tree and breaking my arm right above the elbow. In a clean break, Vincent's uncle, Dr. Abrimons, was a professor and chief of surgery at the hospital at the University of Louvain. So I was transported there. He put my arm in a cast and sent me back to my room. Maybe three hours passed, the doctor was just ecstatic how beautifully he had set the bone like a puzzle. Doctors, it seems to me, are always satisfied with their work. But my hand turned almost black. My father says to him, you take that cast off, or I'll take my hunting knife here, and I'll cut it off. They removed the cast, but it was too late. It was not a split cast, and as my arm had swelled inside, my hand became paralyzed. They barely managed to save my arm from gangrene. My arm was put in traction with a rod through the elbow, which meant I had to lie on my back. Since I had an open wound along my lower arm, as a result of useless surgery, I was given penicillin to stave off infection. In those days, penicillin had to be administered by injections in three-hour intervals around the clock in the sides of the upper thighs. Ever since that hospitalization, I had a phobia about needles. I tried all sorts of torture methods to revive the nerves, but nothing worked. It was all dead. I was well cared for, especially because the doctor was trying to do everything he could do to make amends. I was given a private room and had everything I needed. I was not in pain, or at least I don't remember being in pain. My concern was that I was bedridden. Because my arm was in traction, all my personal care had to be done in bed, which of course I wasn't accustomed to. And this university hospital was not only Catholic, but Jesuit. All the orderly were nuns with their huge headgear. God knows why, but I used to call them penguins. You can see I became a Jesuit damage. My parents were understandably upset. My father, always a bit of a pessimist in the best of circumstances, was especially fretful. He had just managed to escape Hungary and now his son was bedridden. What would the future hold? I was mostly annoyed because this happened at the very beginning of summer vacation. Nobody told me at the time I would be left with a paralyzed hand and I didn't realize it myself until I did took my arm out of traction. But after four or five weeks, my hand was in a complete cramped position and I had developed a so-called Falkman's contracture. After the bone was healed and my wound was sewn up, allowing the skin to heal, I was given all sorts of therapies, some of which were administered diligently by my poor mother. Electroshocks were applied to my arm to make the nerves and muscles jump, imitating motion. I wore special stretching devices 
to get my fingers unclenched. But as soon as the devices were removed, my fingers went. I was living in Brussels with my parents and brother at this time, and school had begun for the year. This was not a morning routine. My mother woke me up and applied electroshock from a little machine. I was also given vitamin shots, particularly vitamin C and vitamin B, which hurt like hell. To make matters worse, my father administered these shots to save money. Needless to say, I didn't look forward to any of this. I did a stint in Bochum Langendreer in Germany with a very famous neurosurgeon, Professor Tönnies. He said, there's not much we can do, but let's try a sympathectomy to increase the blood supply in the arm. Maybe that will help. On Christmas Eve, he performed this surgery, which cuts the sympathetic nerve. He neglected to mention that if the nerves don't reconnect, the patient might wind up looking like Quasimodo. Fortunately, that didn't happen to me. But apart from an increase in blood circulation to my arm, the operation didn't improve matter. It had all been for nothing. In retrospect, I was unhappy only because I was limited in what I could do. I was frustrated I could not play sports because I always had some of a contraption on my hand. Not that that mattered. My parents would not hear of my taking activities that might re-injure my hand. In general, I just wanted people to leave me alone. While I can't complain that much, especially in light of the fact that during the Vietnam era, I was listed 4F. My parents did suffer. My mother in particular was burdened with tending to my constant medical need, and my father was probably angry. This one long before he was introduced to the American habit of suing doctors and hospitals. He had been aware of that option. He might have been rich and free. As for me, these events were simply a fact of life. There was nothing I could do, but endeavored not to think too much about them. I will say though, that until this time I had smoked cigarettes only to ward off mosquitoes while hunting with my father. I never really took to it, but afterwards I started smoking in earnest. There are some things I cannot do now, but that has nothing to do with my hand. That is, that's a product of getting older. The only health professionals I avoid are psychiatrists. You'll never find me on a couch anywhere.